Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Please, Domino. Three o'clock on the dot, you know what that means. It's the time, time for Matt Lano and the King. Chuck and turn off. Chuck and turn off, it's the fan. Driving home Atlanta is a traffic jam. But we got Chuck and turn off on the fan. Chuck and Chernoff rolling on here on a Friday. Heath Klein, Dylan Short in with Chuck today. Matt back in the mix on Monday. Glad you could be hanging out with us. Of course, the 3 o'clock hour brought to you by This Stuff Matters, helping you make the most out of what matters most. Like and subscribe like to This subscribe. Stuff Matters podcast at thisstuffmatters.net. So we have some news from the NFL today that is a big, big deal. It changes the setup for a lot of teams. The new salary cap came in way higher than people thought it was going to be. The NFL announced today the salary cap for 2024 going to be $255.4 million per club. That means... It's about $10 million more than teams were projecting. They say that the unprecedented $30 million increase per club in the cap is a result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by the clubs and deferred by players during the COVID pandemic, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenue for the 2024 season. All those little one-off games on Peacock and Amazon, all these things, uh, that revenue apparently helped fill this. So, guys, this changes a lot. Yeah, and the timing and structure of these announcements, it's supposed to get the uh, effect it is getting that suddenly we all look around and we realize, yeah, that Saturday night streamer on Peacock, that one-off on Amazon, that whatever, it's not a one-off anymore. This just added a substantial amount. I'll put it this way. The headline is the salary cap. 
And if you don't know, the salary cap has gone up, pandemic aside, and the year like right after that aside. It's gone up. I mean, it's been a heartbeat. You can count on it, man. $10 million to $12 million a year, it goes up. It was already projected maybe closer to 20 like double the normal increase. It's going to be $10 million on top of the expected bump. Like, it was supposed to be $10 million. This one's going to be twenty. million. No, 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 no. We, we, we undershot. It's going to be $30 million. Now, here is the end of that. Anybody who signed a contract, a big-time contract, either last season or probably even two seasons ago, they're looking around going, wow, I'm really underpaid now. Somebody like, uh, for instance, Mike Evans or Baker Mayfield, they're hitting free agency at the exact right time because suddenly everybody has more money available. Think about that. An additional 10 or $11 million per team, that's $350 million of extra payroll. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the Saints today. The Saints restructured Derek Carr's contract today and, and tried to get themselves salary relief. This is not a surprise. He was due $30 million in base salary, so they converted over into bonuses. The Saints have been doing this kick-the-can stuff down the road for years. For them to suddenly get an unexpected $10 million available this year is a huge boost for them. Uh, to make it not as much of a squeeze as it looked like they were going to face. I don't like that part uh, They're of it. still restructuring things. Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, other guys are expected to redo deals. They're still going to lose guys. The Saints were looking at being before more than $60 million over the cap. Now it's more than $50 million. So it gives them some breathing room, but they've still got a lot of work to do. But to me, I look at a guy like Mike Evans. Tampa Bay and Mike Evans, by all accounts, have not been able to get on the same page. Uh, he didn't like that they didn't give him the extension before Good last work, season. Yeah. If you're Tampa Bay now, you really, unless you have just burned the bridge, unless there are such hard feelings that he says, hey, now I can go to the Chiefs or somebody. That guy's been an annuity for them. Can, he has produced since day one. Man. I can go get money from a team like the Chiefs that maybe didn't know they were going to have it, and I could join a Super Bowl champion and and play with a guy like that. Unless he's just at the point where he doesn't care to be in Tampa Bay, period, there's no excuse now for them not to get that deal done. And that's not something that maybe before with 10 million coming available like this, they would have done. So uh, prices just went up for anybody who's hitting the free agent market. And it definitely means if you're a team like the Falcons, now you have to reconsider some things too about anybody that you were looking at on your roster. For example, Kyle Pitts, what do you do with that fifth year option for Kyle Pitts? Now it's more affordable. Now it's a lot more practical to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna exercise that. We're not gonna wait. We're gonna exercise that. You know what? Also, when you look at this cap, who, not what I was about to say. What who also got a lot more valuable draft picks? Like the idea of like the Saints, for instance. You're right. They were sixty. Now they're about fifty over. Good for them. It's an extra ten million. They don't have to worry about. They still have to populate their roster. And every player that they bring on is going to get a little bit more than he would have gotten last week, for instance. So it's not a full $10 million advantage for them because each player that they sign is going to chip away at an increased rate. So it'll come back a little bit that way. Um, but, yeah, this is, um, this is a, a development that means if you have more rookies coming in on those deals, we're going to populate our roster with a lot of premium or makeable draft picks day one day two draft picks that's going to be way more advantageous even more than it normally is than signing free agents 
you're the Rams, it's not a good look then since you've basically given away every draft pick you can. They've basically treated their, their draft picks like an NBA like team. Like the Saints treat the cap. Yeah, which is why I don't exactly like this. Like, I feel you should get burdened with the consequences of your actions a little bit and it feels like they've skirted they've been in salary cap hell what for like the last almost decade at this point since the second that drew Brees started taking those gigantic deals and just restructuring every year i get it it's good for the rest of the league so i mean if it helps the falcons then fine i'm curious about a guy like a kirk cousins now let's just say you're the vikings do you say okay before we weren't willing to go but a certain level we've got an unexpected 10 million do we just give all that 10 million to kirk cousins Right now, because we know Kirk Cousins likes guaranteed deals and he wants to lock in. Supposedly, he wants three years. If you're the Vikings, do you say, all right, here's the deal, Kirk. We'll give you the money you want for year one because we've got this extra money available we weren't planning on. But we've got to sign Justin Jefferson and we need to use that money longer term for Justin Jefferson. So we'll give you the 10 million extra up front and you're going to take less money in years two and three as we give Justin Jefferson a big extension, it gives everybody more resources to work with and we'll see. But the first thing that immediately springs to mind for me is anybody who's got a fifth year option draft pick that before you weren't sure about, you're probably taking it now, unless you don't think the guy's any good. But if you were, if you were debating versus, well, what if he hits the open market? What's the price? Now you're probably exercising that fifth year option. But the issue for the Vikings, you're right about Justin Jefferson. Issue is the other 52 guys. They got Daniel Hunter. They got to do a contract. I promise you they're not going to get one with him. Probably not. Um, Like they got DJ Wanham on their team. You know, he started for them last year. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, he's looking around going, oh, hell, there's 10 million. Like you're right about Justin Jefferson. Like finally, I'm going to get paid, going to get my money. Um, I promise you, TJ Hawkinson, he's looking around going, do y'all see the thing about the salary cap? Every kid on that roster is looking, going, do you see what happened with the salary cap? Like, everybody wants their chunk of that. So You know who else is really happy today? Brian Burns. Haven't been able to get anything done with the Panthers. David Tepper's been kind of really. I hope they lose him. I really hope they lose him because they deserve to lose him. him, Like, Carolina deserves to lose him. Like, they've they've done just a horrible, horrible job. He kept playing. I'll give him credit. He showed up and he played. Yeah, but he didn't have a great year this year. And and so now the, the issue is. He can be franchised at $23 because they're calling him a linebacker. And so if they don't get a deal done, they'll do that. They will franchise him and keep him maybe unhappy, but keep the rights to him with a $23 million offer. And now I don't know if he can argue, wait, no, I'm not a linebacker. I'm actually a, a defensive end. I don't care how you use me I in am your an scheme. Edge rusher. But that's you, you get this sometimes with the running back that wants to be paid like the wide receiver because I catch a lot of passes. Or Travis Kelsey. The tight end that ago. says I should be a wide receiver. And, and now you're going to see them do the same thing with Burns. Now, this is all relative, and it's just numbers. He had eight sacks last year. He started 16 games, had eight sacks. It is his lowest number since he had seven and a half as a rookie. That guy has showed up, busted his ass, and produced for them. And, I'll again, it's a corporate policy, and I would do this with running backs, not edge rushers. It looks like they're looking. They're willing to grind it. Like when you have a pass rusher, you don't. You grind the position. What that is is it's a first round pick. We activate the fifth year and then we franchise him twice. We we're going to grind this. We're going to get seven years out, and you're never getting a second year deal. And if you don't like it, we understand that. But that's what we're going to do. Remember Demarcus Lawrence? He was like, "Yeah, I'll take the franchise." He did it twice. That's grinding it. Brian Burns. That's what the Panthers want to do. He's not going to get happy no matter what. Quick. Not there. Quick thing I want to share here from Kurt Warner, because I have been a believer the whole time that the Falcons 
if you could, probably would be better off doing a deal two, three years with Cousins. Maybe if there's another veteran you like, a Baker Mayfield, if he got into the open market, which you would think the odds go down now that this cap thing happened. But Kurt Warner said something I thought was pretty interesting on social media. Quote, I know many of you love college football, but as I start to dive into these college quarterbacks, it's hard for me to even watch. Very few play on schedule. The pass concepts are a mess most of the time. They run the same play over and over, a million bubble screens. Can't find many concepts that translate to the next level. And then people are asked to figure out how good they'll be at the next level. It's nearly impossible in my mind. For me, C.J. Stroud's a great example. Obviously really good in college. And Ohio State runs more pro-style concepts than most. But they didn't ask him to process and get the ball out as quickly as he did last year in Houston. So I had no idea he'd be so good at processing so fast. He's better in the NFL than what we got to see in college. But many times you just don't know until uh, you know. So you got Kurt Warner basically saying, I look at all these dudes, and I'm, I'm a big shrug emoji over here. So if you're the Falcons, are you better off, even if it's somebody, a Fields, a Cousins that has flaws, with the devil you know versus Kurt Warner saying, none of these dudes you know. Cousins is not a consolation prize to me. Cousins is like the end of the rainbow for a couple of years compared to what we've had here. He's what, coming off an Achilles, though. And I'm assuming he's healthy because that's one of those things that you come back from and it may happen again. But if you're healthy and playing, until it snaps again, you're you're fine. It's not like my knee's almost ready, but I'm going to play anyway. Um, yeah, I just – Kurt Warner, it's interesting he said that because I have talked about – and I mentioned it earlier this week too – that it's what NFL teams are asking these guys to do. The concept that how can all these guys suck? They, they don't, don't all suck. It's what snap the ball as soon as you get it, throw it. You have to decide and throw it. So what he says, I'm impressed how well he processes. What he's saying about a college offense is absolutely right. You'll see a coach who likes to run pace, sprint to the line of scrimmage, snap it and run the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. It's just a different time. All right, boys, it's time to wing it. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. All right, so you heard Stephen A. making some political noises. So today's winging it idea, who should run for president? We are not looking for sincere answers here. Please don't tell us some senator from Nebraska you've got your eyes on. to the right. That is not the point here. If, if someone, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world... My name is Stephen A. Smith. ...was getting ready to Smith. run for president, who have you got your eyes on? I, look, I'll just say one guy that seems the most obvious to me, uh, John Stewart. Just because, do I want John Stewart to be president? No. But would John Stewart make the debates a lot more entertaining? Absolutely. Well, you're not allowed to pull video in a debate. Sorry. I'd like to have Michael Irvin meet the press every like <laughs> few weeks in the White House... Uh, Chuck <laughs> makes it political. I would uh President Playmaker. I would go Matthew McConaughey. Dylan makes it political. Going for the, the laid back vibes. Gentlemen on the other side of the glass, let's see what you got. Cullen, who's your candidate? How about Shaq? You have a good approval rating. Everybody loves what's Shaq. His, Plus, what's his presidential nickname? Jeez. President Diesel? Cullen makes it political. 
One thing about Shaq is he's on TV more than even the political ads between everything he does. So he's already got his pizza his and donuts. Campaign worked We'd out. have pizza the and general, donuts. Man. Brian, what do we got? Since we're going with that wrong answers only approach, I'm going to go Vince McMahon given his uh, recent couple month run there. <laughs> that is a seriously <laughs> wrong answer. That's for sure. Uh, DT, what do you got? Yeah, if it's wrong answers only, we've got plenty of them. So I'm not worried about it. All right. DT makes it political. Bring your wrong answers who you want to run for president to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed at 680TheFan. Coming up in just a little bit, of course, we're going to be talking some Braves baseball. But on the other side, uh-huh. it's time for the Falcons to get desperate or at least make the rest of the NFL feel a little bit behind the times. We'll explain coming up here at 680TheFan and 937FM. Dolphins make me cry. Chuck and Chernoff here on Friday. Oh, Short hanging in for Matt. Chuck, of course, in the house as well. Just a mere 10 minutes from now, we'll be checking in down in Florida. Ben Ingram going to join us from down there as the Braves get ready to get on the field for real for spring coming up tomorrow. Hey, we need to tell you that this hour of the show is presented by This Stuff Matters, helping you to make the most out of what matters most. Like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters podcast at This Stuff Matters. So while we get ready for the dulcet tones of Ben Ingram in just a moment, Chuck, you have something on your mind about maybe a way the Falcons can try and and juice things up a little bit downtown. Yeah, and it's just not done. Um, They need gate giveaways. I got to tell you, I I have been going to Falcons games all my life. I think I've gotten a flag maybe at a game. I've gotten a towel. Not a good towel either. Not one you can actually wash and dry. No, it's one that you can wave. Like, that's basically what you get. Um I think the Falcons need to take a hint, certainly from baseball, goose attendance with giveaways, and that's just not something that's done in the NFL. There is league policy. Do we know this? There are no discounted tickets in the NFL. They will not. not like, hey, it's a $5 Wednesday at the Braves games or whatever. Because the way they split the revenue, yeah, the, league the, policy. the opponent team is not going to go for that. You, you, There are no discounted tickets ever in the NFL. Um Same thing here, basically, from a sort of haughty, not official standpoint, is we're the NFL. We don't give you chotskis at the door. Uh, I've been going to Braves games, my first Braves game, 1977. I went back and looked because we went to a bunch of games that year. The special home dates, folks, there were only 81 home games. Ted Turner was given ish at the door for 44 of them. Uh, among the highlights, now I was actually at Bat Day on a Sunday against the Phillies. Um, April 24th, between games of a doubleheader against the Dodgers, Walinda Skywalk. Do you know the name Walinda? Okay. I do not. 1977, between games of a doubleheader, Ted Turner paid Carl Walinda $3,000 to stretch a wire across the top of Atlanta Fulton County Stadium and walk across. But he was 72 years old. So did he make it? He did. He died the next year when he fell off a wire in Brazil. But it wasn't for Ted Turner. It wasn't for Ted Turner. Okay. It was for somebody else in Brazil. So you would have a 72 year old guy walking across the top of the stadium to goose attendance. Um, If you look at the rest of these things, I mean, it was anything would do. Let's get that $25,000 cash scramble. Imagine doing this today. Flew a helicopter over the stadium, dumped out twenty five grand. Go oh, get it! I don't think you could do that today. 
Go get it, people. We got cash falling out of the sky. Like, to goose attendance, he would do it. The Falcons, the NFL, you just don't do it. I asked you, Heath, you've been going to Bucks games, Falcons games, whoever, 40 years. You said one time the Buccaneers might have given you some wristbands. Yeah, I believe we got wristbands one time when I was growing up, and I know for the 10th anniversary they gave out a – a uniform patch. The biggest thing like is... Like a shoulder patch for the jersey yeah, yeah. as you entered. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is, if you're going to give anything out, it can't be anything that could be thrown, anything that would be impactful. The NFL would never go for okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Bat day in third grade? I'm not... I got a Gary Matthews baseball bat. As I entered the game, they were giving us bats. And so, again, I know it was decades ago, and I know it was Ted Turner, and I know there was an element in baseball... It's what you do. It's that minor league promotion. It's that thing that we've got 81 of these efforts. We got to do something to get you in here. Like, if you ever wonder why just about anybody will do for the national anthem, they got 81 of these they need to book. So I understand it's a different sport, folks. There is nothing going on downtown for Atlanta games. And if they don't, depending on what they do at quarterback, if this is a long-range, gradually unfolding quarterback plan, and you didn't hire Belichick, you didn't hire McVay, you hired Raheem. Folks, you can cover up a lot of those empty seats with the red flags and the black flags and the white. You don't. There's like 39,000 people in the building on a Sunday, and that's just not a real environment. And I, I wonder if part of that for baseball, too, because going to a baseball game has always been a little bit different, at least for me, from going to a football game or going to a basketball game. It always feels like. You know, you cater to that younger element. Like baseball has this this nostalgia factor where it's you know uh, a, a son and his dad. Maybe this was just because I didn't go to as many NFL games growing up as maybe you guys did. Maybe I'm off on this one, but it does feel like for baseball, the giveaways tend to be oriented to, towards like the kids and oh now yes, if the kids want to no. go, the parents are going to go. July thirty first, nineteen seventy seven, doubleheader, headlocks and wedlocks. Do you know what they did? No. They had Georgia Championship Wrestling between games of a doubleheader. They had weddings after the game on the field. <laughs> what? Headlock and wedlock. See, like, Ted that's Turner just literally fantastic. would do anything. He was a madman, but that is that would be so much better today. I guarantee you Georgia that would Championship be so much better wrestling. Today. Oh, and by the way, the players stood there with their bats, and you like the bride walked down the third baseline, and the group walked down the first baseline, and they, at home plate, had the ceremony. Alex, if well, you're listening, that's a great idea to do. Last year, I, I'm always fascinated by Alex. when they do the giveaways and so forth. Last year, the outcast bobblehead at the Braves game was a huge deal. And if you remember... That was the Phillies. So if there was a game that you would think, well, you need to juice the crowd, you wouldn't think the Phillies Here's game. The You'd thing. think, you know, Rockies on a people. Tuesday or something like that. I don't like think that. the Braves do that to goose the crowds. I, I don't think, think they need to. After they won the World Series in 21, they had a ring giveaway. Was it the second night of the season? Okay, because opening night's opening night. Folks, you just won the World Series. The second home game's going to be packed, too. They gave away that ring. Here's what the Braves did. Remember, they gave it away. To, they were like, well, hell, let's keep giving let's them Let's do more. it again. Everybody wanted the ring so much. They had two more ring giveaways that weren't even planned. So they're not doing it here to bump the attendance. This is not disco demolition night with Bill Vec back in 1978 or 79 or whatever it was. Um, no, it feels very much like a, this is a reward because we're different. Like that, it, it makes, that's how it makes it feel. And by the way, absolutely, I'm it's sure gonna be packed anyway. I'm sure that's why they do it. It's because that's how you build long-term, just rabid fan base of we're going to treat you guys Built like me. you're yep. different from everybody else. Yeah, I just looked online. I just told you, I, got, I, I still know the autographed bat I got still 45 years ago. Yeah. yeah, I just looked online. The cheapest you can get any of the outcast bobbleheads on eBay 
Uh, somebody's got one priced at twenty nine ninety nine. There's also someone who's willing to sell you the box, not the bobblehead, just the box that came in for thirty dollars. But you've got other ones here: hundred fifty, hundred fifty, four hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. Look at sold items. I mean, it's, like, it's, see what they see what they have gone for when you click sold the people items. People that though. are my age, suckers for anything outcast. I can just tell you, we've we've got one at our house, and and it was not an accident. It got us to make a special effort to go to that particular game Early as opposed enough to, to the night it. before or the night after. So it, it does have now, a that does absolutely affect. We're going to go to five games this year. What ones do you want? I want to do. I remember I, they had an Andrew and Simmons bobblehead where the glove was gold. I was of like, course. it's, it's awesome. the coolest thing you could have done is just that little thing, the gold glove and the bobblehead. I was like, give me, give me. So, so in the end then, Chuck, if you're going to talk to the Falcons marketing department, you got one recommendation, one thing. The, the Chuck Oliver approved marketing day for the Falcons, you're giving away what? Oh, something for the kids. You're exactly right. Uh, who's the tallest Falcon? I remember I got a – do you know who Tree Rollins was, is? He's a center out of Clemson, played for the Hawks for about 10 years. The Hawks – I went to a Hawks game. They, I was like third grade. Tree Rollins growth chart. Now, That's a pretty good tree, idea. Tree, Tree at Wayne Tree Rollins was, I don't know, 7 2. So everybody got the Tree Rollins growth chart. I want something for the kids, whatever it is. Could that be John Fitzpatrick, maybe, or maybe um, Caleb McGarry? Maybe. Something like that. Well, Caleb McGarry growth chart, all right. I, the, the one thing is, they already famously are, are pretty good with the pricing down there on the concessions. But what if you had, I remember that Memphis one year had a deal where they had various Grizzlies players and you could basically drink your soda out of the head of, like, Jason Williams or whatever. So, I don't know, maybe whoever your new quarterback is or a B. John Robinson or whatever, like a a, a drink figure where you're not know. just getting the Have cup. Have options cup. announced after You've the game. you actually got that available. August 15th, Ted scheduled an ostrich race. <laughs> so, he lets you know before the season, if you're there in the middle of August, we got an ostrich race for you. Yeah, and then those ostriches in the Ted's Montana You know, it's because the, the last Falcons game I got to go to was the one on Christmas Eve they had corgi races, and they hadn't really – I didn't know that they were going to have corgi races, but they had corgi races. And I'm telling you, I think there's some people who would have found their way downtown, would have made more of an effort if they had known, hey, we got corgi races today. Yeah, and getting tickets to Falcons game, is, it's not like an endless pursuit. You can get them. They're out there. Would yes. have been a lot easier if they hadn't done that PSL thing years ago. You don't know anything about Carl Walenda. No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. It's horrifying what we would – we we would exploit in the seventies. Yes, worse than evil can evil. Put a sev- It's similar to evil can evil, except older and more dangerous. It wasn't that long ago that some member of the family was still doing was, it. Was walking on a wire across some canyon wearing these these blue jeans. You're like, blue jeans? Yeah. I mean, admittedly, I'm not exactly out here walking balance beams, much less wires. But I need some. I need some I, room. I, I don't know. I, I don't if, think I go with jeans for the job. If Stevie Walinda does the ancestry or me in 23 thing like he gets the report back and he's like fell off a wire fell off a wire fell off a wire fell off a wire. like he still doesn't get it okay he doesn't get it dad fell off a wire in brazil on tv all right hey, if you got to pick a way to go 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 the way you live man I have no idea how he feels about dudes falling off wires, but I do know he knows baseball joining us now on the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line Ben Ingram here on 680 the fan and 93.7 FM. Ben, how are you? I'm great, fellas. Thanks for having me. How are y'all? Uh, we're great, but I got to imagine for somebody like you, right now, where finally they're going to get on the field. You know, all the talk, all the speculation. No, it's not the real deal. You got to wait another month for that. But just 
finally seeing dudes in uniform playing the game has got to feel pretty awesome. Heck yeah, man. It is as long as we do it. I mean, we love it. Um, you know, it might not be opening day yet, but this is part of it. I mean, spring training is great. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of the entire year. We get to ease into this, and it's it's unique from that standpoint. And, and nothing against other sports, but I kind of like how we get to come down here and come to a completely different state for almost two months and, and ease into this thing and ramp up, and then we get ready to head north and get back going. So to think about everything that's coming, not just while we're down here, but over the course of the six-month season, it's a very long but fun and fulfilling odyssey. So excited to see it start tomorrow. All right, Matt and I aren't on the cool kids list, only Nick and Chris, I guess. Uh, they promise we get to go next year. Tell me the difference in Northport, how built up or built out, or is there anything more to do now than when y'all first started going down? I think y'all went down for a couple of weeks in 20 before they sent everybody home. Yeah, first off, I, I don't know how they got on the cool kids list ahead of you guys, to be quite It's Domino. Honest. It's Domino. That's all. <laughs> it is. Uh, man, it is built up a ton. Um I'd say more so from residential areas than anything, because when we first came down here in 2020, uh, I, I really liked it from the, I mean, from day one, but I knew that it could be a challenge when it comes to places to live and things like that. Well, they've answered the bell down here, man. It's, it's exploded. Their developments are all over the place. Um, there are full on new streets, new neighborhoods and places that were fields a year and a half, two years ago. And there's more construction being done, more land being cleared out. And I just think that over the next three, four, five years, this place is going to continue to absolutely explode. So I love it down here. We're close to everything that you need. Now our facility is second to none. It's a great place to be. Ben, when you're in spring training, everybody's working on something down there, obviously, getting ready for the season. But that's also true for you broadcasters. You had one of the greatest calls of all time with the That Bird is Deadline. Do you have any plans on topping that? How do you go about topping a call like that? Well, you need a moment to top that. I don't know. I don't know how you get a moment better than that. Um, you know, the, the, the calls that look, when we, when we call these games night in, night out, you get big moments and you get homers and dramatic moments and strikeouts and all that stuff. But it's really fun when something out of the ordinary happens, like a bird being hit by a foul ball, like, uh, uh, a fan running out onto the field or some kind of a streaker. When you get something that's out of the norm, uh, there's a gear that I think for me and lots of other play-by-play broadcasters, uh, a gear kicks in where it's like, okay, we get something very different, completely out of the ordinary. It might last five seconds. It might last a split second. But this is your opportunity to call something completely different and be as creative as you want to with it. And I, I love moments like that. Hated for the bird so many years ago. That's coming up on, gosh, eight, nine years ago where that bird was hit by the foul ball. But every now and then you get a curveball like that, and it's fun to do something completely different. Man, we had a blast on that one that day. Talk Strider and the blue sky and what's really possible. Last year, one time we were having Glavin on, and I said, look, I don't mean to overspeak, but like Dwight Gooden and Glavin was like, yeah, that's who I think too. I was like, holy hell. Um, what do you think? Like, this is real, man. This is, to me, it's injury. If he's healthy, he's dominant as a major league pitcher for however many years going forward tell me what you see all right here's here's the thing that jumps out to me with strider it's not just what he's accomplished chuck it's how quickly he's done it this guy's had 52 starts total in the big leagues he's already led the league in wins he's already led the league in strikeouts strikeouts per nine so if he's done all of that in this short of amount of time and he's 25 years old what else can he accomplish uh in two years four years six years of his career that, to me, is the scary part. I mean, there's talk down here about him mixing in a curveball a little bit. 
to go along with what's already a dynamic fastball and a wipeout slider as if he needs a, a, a third or fourth pitch. I know he's got to change up. He'll mix in. But the, the thought of that guy evolving, the thought of that guy being nastier, the thought of that guy gaining wisdom would frighten me if I'm a National League hitter. Uh, so I can't wait to see what else he can accomplish. He was fourth in the Cy Young last year in his first full season as a starter. Think about that. This guy went into 2022 as part of the bullpen and went into last season or went into the postseason last year, arguably your best pitcher. That's a lot of, of jumping up the ladder in a very short amount of time. So that's the impressive thing to, for me is his meteoric rise, how quickly he has gone up the ladder and become one of the best pitchers in baseball. So it, it won't shock me if he goes out there and gets to 300 strikeouts this year or throws a no-hitter or a perfect game or something like that. This guy is, is destined for great historic moments because of the stuff that he has and furthermore because of his physical and mental makeup. It's all there in spades. So I'm excited to see that across the board and what he'll continue to develop into. Ben Ingram with us here on 680 The Fan, 937FM. Again, the Braves about to get on the field and, and start going through some games. Ben, I'm just curious. I look at what's going on with some of the other teams. For example, I saw a report today with Boston that, well, they'd They'd like to sign Jordan Montgomery, but they're hoping the price is going to drop a little more, and they don't know if they can go ahead and get off that wallet just yet. You've already got the Mets with a key injury. you got people in New York saying, eh, the Yankees going to do anything. This organization, it's just so buttoned down. The tone is just so professional and organized and no drama. Am I imagining it? Like, is there anything down there? Does somebody, like, park in somebody else's face one day or something? Because it just seems like they've got their act so together compared to even some other teams with with big wallets, big reputations, but they just don't do it like the Braves do. Sure, and, and it does seem pretty harmonious. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And that, that, that all starts with winning. I mean, if, if you're experiencing success with a group of guys, then that is going to cure just about anything that could come up and challenge a team. And this team has done a ton of it. They've won, what, 205 games combined between the last two regular seasons. So they know what they're capable of. They know that they're good, and they know that so long as they're healthy, they should be one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, over the course of the regular season. And then we see what happens in, in the uh, in the postseason. But health is it. I mean, you nailed it. That is why it's so hard to make preseason predictions in baseball compared to football, pro or college, basketball. You just can't predict these injuries. And while injuries can run any team off the road, no matter the sport, I think it can particularly do that in baseball because we play every single day. You lose a guy for two weeks in baseball compared to football, you're losing 14 days worth of games versus, you know, two or three games. So it can really hurt you if you're without a big player or two for long periods of time. We've seen that with plenty of teams who have high expectations going into the regular season. They lost two or three guys. Next thing you know, they're a third or fourth place team at the end of the thing, and it's too hard to come back. But uh, I think that's the biggest thing for this team. You stay healthy, and you feel like those – uh, the, the harmony that is that already is built up will continue, and they'll win baseball games. So when you've done that for a long period of time together, it's hard to expect anything other than that. Now, we were just talking about Strider and what you expect to see from him, how the sky's the limit for you. You you get spoiled a little bit. You get to talk. You get to watch every night the Braves, who have conservatively about four or five different guys. You could probably say that same thing about one of the guys that I'm the most tuned in for this year is Michael Harris. What do you think you can see from Michael this year? And when do we get that, not just breakout, but when do we get that ascension from really, really great player to one of the best center fielders in the game period? 
Yeah, I think defensively he's there. I think anybody who watches him defensively would say he's one of the more elite defenders uh, in Major League Baseball. Not just this division or not just this league, but across Major League Baseball. But, he, again, he's another guy who's extremely young. He's only 22. He'll be 23, I think, first week of March. Uh, extremely young. And another guy who's done lots of great things in a very short amount of time. He's only played two seasons. The hard part about jumping up and, and reaching those levels that you're talking about, you've got to have it offensively. And I'm not saying that he doesn't. He does. But it's, it's going to be really hard to go out there and outshine the guys who are in your own lineup. I mean, you can go out there and hit 300 and hit 30 bombs and not even have the spotlight on you or, or the, the, the second or third biggest spotlight on you with the names that you have in this lineup. So you're just looking for him to contribute, get out there and be consistent, be healthy. So long as he's doing that, I think uh, just being out there every single day, I think the accumulation of that, people will recognize, look, this guy is elite. There's no doubt about it. A rookie of the year. I think a gold glove is certainly in his future. Kind of surprised he didn't get more consideration for that a year ago. But I think he's going to have a mantle full of those uh, by the time it's all said and done. So for a guy who's knocking on the door at 23, really impressive stuff out of him in his young career. Yeah, you know what, Ben? I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing with Harris because last year he did get off to the slow start. And it wasn't a total shock that that could happen because you have the big year. The league has got a chance to see you and try and adjust to you. Now that he's been through even that and come through positive on the other side, I'm really interested to see what he looks like in April and May this year. Yeah, and, and that, like you mentioned, the injury had him off to a slow start. I, I think the place where you can really see him advance forward, I mean, think about walks and stolen bases for him. I mean, he's a guy who's gone out there and stolen 20 bags each of the last two seasons. We know that he's going to hover around 300. He hasn't hit 300 yet, but he's been a 290-plus hitter for his first two years in the big leagues. I think if we see a few more walks, see him on base a little bit more, he could easily be a 30 to 40 stolen base guy. The hard part about that is where he hits in the lineup. If he were batting second, uh, if you're hitting higher in the order, you'd probably get to see him run a little bit more. Maybe you don't see him run quite as much. He's batting eighth and ninth. Uh, but that potential is there. Uh, you're going to see tons of extra base hits. We've seen the power. He's been around a 20 home run guy. Uh, each of his first two seasons. So you put together 162 games or close to that. I don't think he's, I think he played 130 some odd games last year. Add another 20 games of that with a season of full health. And so long as he's out there, those numbers will follow through and that'll accumulate and be where you want it to be at the end of the year. Ben, I got one more for you. Uh, last year was such a huge year for Ozzy Albies, particularly from the left side. You got to watch him every single night. Did you notice anything different? Have you gotten to speak to Ozzy about maybe what happened? But talking about taking walks a little bit from Michael Harris, a guy like Ozzy had the exact same problem heading into last season where the hit tool was almost a little too good. He was too good mm -hmm. at hitting balls that he probably should just lay off. Seeing what Ozzy did last year, is that something you think from the left side you think he's going to do this year too? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I think that, look, any of these, all these guys are looking to advance and, and get better than they were the year before. I, you look at the last two full seasons of health, for Ozzy, that'd be last year and then 2021, because they only played in 60 some odd games in 2022. And when it comes to walks and strikeouts, and it, it's it's almost the same. Um, and, and he's going to be very aggressive. And there's a steady balance there, you know. I mean, think about it like this: you might say, okay, maybe you'd like a guy to be a little bit more patient, see a few more pitches, see what that does. But at the same time, you want a guy to be him. You don't want him to be something that he's not. And if you take away a certain amount, a certain degree of, of aggressiveness, does that change him as a hitter? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I know batting second in the lineup, you think about coming up to the plate, you want to get Ronald over if he isn't over already. 
Um, and I think that's going to be interesting to see if patience becomes a little bit more of Ozzie's game from either side of the plate and how that affects his overall numbers with walks, with on-base percentage, limiting strikeouts and things like that. There's so many times where I watch him play, and maybe he does something that's not going to end up in a statistical category, but just something that helps you win a game. And he, as much as anybody on the team, I watch him, and I think, thank God he's on our team. That's that's what I think of when I think of Ozzy because he does so many things like that. So he's a talented ball player. He's a guy who's been against the odds his whole life, and it wouldn't shock me if he found a way to excel in ways that he hasn't in the past. Ben Ingram, I appreciate you making some time for us today here on Chuck and Chernoff. Absolutely. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. There you go. Ben Ingram checking in on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And again, uh, just over a month before things get going for real for the Braves, he's going to have a whole lot of fun calling that this year. However, MLB has found a way to cheapen its product. Well, Chuck objects. We will explain coming up here on 6A, the fan, 937 FM. Chuck and Chernoff continues. Heath Klein, Dylan Short in with Chuck today. A lot of things you could have on your mind. Just talk some baseball with Ben Ingram. And Chuck's got baseball still on the brain. Chuck, you, you think they're being greedy. Oh, I know MLB's being greedy, uh, and they have cheapened their product, and it's the best thing going. I said there is something about the half of the year where there's baseball every night. Even if you don't watch it that night, knowing there's baseball, you just feel better. Like, it's just such a grand game. Don't cheapen it every time. Like, you don't have to swing it every pitch. Well, there is something that disturbed me the first time it happened, and this is several years ago, and Major League Baseball will repeat it this year. Are you aware that on March 17th, the Dodgers and Padres will conclude spring training? The Dodgers and Padres will fly to Seoul, South Korea, open the regular season on March 20th and 21st, play two games in South Korea, fly back to Arizona for more spring training, play three games against the Angels, for instance, that Saturday that don't count, then restart the season a week later in Los Angeles. They've done this before. They had the Mariners and the Athletics playing in Australia about 15 years ago. They've done this in Japan. There is an international series. It's the hottest thing going in pro sports. Let's make this a road show. Just send them out. Here's the change in times like where we have to like we're paying you this much we're going to ring out every dollar you can find some really cool memorabilia from everybody from Lou Gehrig to Dave Winfield on postseason all-star tours of Japan it used to be a regular thing in the bigs that you'd get together team all-stars hey y'all want to go to Japan for three weeks you can make a bunch of money you wear a nationally uniform or an Americanly uniform just kind of generic and we'll pay you a bunch and we'll go tour. Yes, you would put your stars on display. I don't know. Like the second week of January, you may do that. Um, they're doing this now, starting the regular season. And there's four other instances where Major League Baseball has done this in the somewhat recent past over the past 10 or 11 years. Doing it again this year, and it's going to become regular. Um, there are international games this year planned in South Korea, Mexico, United Kingdom. Um, they have a series in Japan that they played, uh, Australia, as I said, when they started the season, then came back and then played more spring training. And then a week later started playing real games that counted like you're two and O and you're playing a spring training game. 
Um, they're doing that again this year on March 20th and 21st. And to me, it just, it looks cheap. It looks like what it is. You're wringing every last dollar out of every last opportunity. And I got to say, I know this doesn't carry the day in the business world. It's just unattractive. Well, what you said is interesting in terms of who's going, because I do think now there's another agenda besides the dollar. The dollar's always number one. No secret there. Uh, but like one of the first times they did this, maybe even the first time they did it, it was the Rays back when the Rays were certifiably awful and the Yankees. And those two games were considered the opening of Major League Baseball. And it was ridiculous. But now you've got teams on the West Coast that are not only looking at it as we're growing our brand in these countries by playing there, but you're also seeing them use it as much as a recruiting visit. Hey, you want to come play for the Dodgers. You want to come play for the Padres. So you look at who's there, I think that they're viewing this as, hey, we're going to be able to have a better chance of right, getting do it in May. that next Otani, the getting that next part, guy. The only part is you play two regular season games, you come back and say, all right, now y'all train for another week and play some games that don't count again with a big roster. Okay, now restart the season. Like that's, we're having our home, our season opening game and we're already one and one. That's the part I don't like too. If you're going to do that, then have that be like, just have that be the first couple and of games come back. or have that be the last bit of spring training. And I know why they want to do it that way. They want it to have some sort of stakes by going over there. You don't want to go to South Korea uh, and be like, all right, cool, spring training games because people aren't going to care. It is going to be cool. I, I'm a fan of doing stuff like that, especially if the teams that are going over there have a have a, a big-time player that's from that country. So, like, when they go play in Seoul, Ha Song Kim, people are going to start to see people Padre that watch shortstop. that. Padre shortstop, Ha Song Kim, who I would love to have here Good in Atlanta, enough that by the they way. they put a $300 million player at second? Yes, and then another $300 million player in right field. Um, ha Song Kim is a guy that is just kind of another guy around here, but – in South Korea, he was an uber prospect. He came over here. I think he's the highest paid guy to come over from Korea to Major League Baseball. Oh, he was there, Frank Hoare. He Yes, yeah. he was just phenomenal, and he's huge over there. So I think that's kind of cool. You get to see how big these stars are in their home country. Like, if, for example, if the Braves were to go play in Venezuela. Oh, by the, you're right about that. Maybe that's why they chose the Padres. That ain't why they're playing these games, though. No, 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 no. It's all about let me get if, more of a market and one more If the Padres dollar. shortstop wasn't from South Korea, they still they'd still be. be playing the games. Well, here, oh, here's really my thing, though. Too. If you're not going to do it this way, if you're not going to do it in spring training, I'm with you, Chuck. I, I don't love it. I, I get the feeling maybe they hope they get a little splash in the middle of March, when maybe people aren't really into baseball yet. People talk about NCAA tournament and other stuff. NFL free agency is right around then, too. So, hey, this is our way to do like the NFL's done so brilliantly of expand our, expand our share of the market. We don't do it with free agency. Free agency is a non-existent thing now in MLB. You've still got, as we're at spring training, all these dudes who are unsigned. So Thank you, Scott You Boris. don't get that big bounce that you normally get with the NBA, for example, where they have like a week or two where free agency dominates the NBA. Folks, MLB don't get that. So maybe that's part of the thought process. If they want to do this, though, what if they did it all at once? What if you said, if you're going to do an international series, everybody goes and plays whatever that is there? Because in the end, it's not special to you or to me or to anybody listening to us that they happen to be playing these two teams wherever. You say it's in Japan, Korea. Hey, great. Fascinating. It looks the same on my TV. They're playing in Finland. Looks the same on my Cubs TV. Cubs lost a home game to play in London last year. That looked weird. So is, if you just say, everybody, it's international weekend. If you want to play an international game, we'll assign you somewhere. Well, and it could be backs. Mexico. It could be wherever you're trying to go. 
And if not, then we'll schedule for games in the States. But this is on the back of the WBC the way with, with how how insanely popular the WBC was. This is just Major League Baseball capitalizing on the fact that people finally watched the WBC because for the first time in my lifetime, they actually like pitched the WBC as something you should watch. No, it's, and pay the, attention it's, to. it's the next step. It's actually, I apologize, Dylan. It's the validating step. It's the first real validation to this scheme to get deeper into your wallet. Like it all ends with major league baseball. And now we got 17 more dollars from you that the world baseball classic exists not to foster baseball and then create more players in the next generation is to make more money, 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 money. That's it. But it's still awesome. So do that more often and do a better job pitching it. Look, I'm, I'm, Baseball, among all of the other professional sports, they are notoriously horrible at pitching their own product and, and, and pitching their own players and getting them in the spotlight the way they need to be. If this does it for one little bit of iota, just shows to Good me. To May. I, I don't even care. I'm with you on that. Fine. I don't care when it is. All I know is baseball is about 20 years behind every other professional sport when it comes to marketing their players. Right now, we just don't even know if baseball can successfully put pants on the field, okay? Yeah. I mean, Fair point. there's a real issue here. They got here. a junk issue. No, Fair this, point. Is, this is a genuine issue for those who have not seen it. Yeah, Big Jim and the Twins are on display. You don't want to see it, I assure you, more than likely. But, yeah, now, now they have a, a shortage of pants, and the pants they have are see-through. So... They got a lot of things to fix in MLB, but this would be another one to put on the list if you're Rob Manfred. Speaking of having things to fix, I think we all know the Falcons have some things to fix. One of the new coaches said something about how they're going to try and fix one particular part of their flaws that I found interesting. It's one of those deals where you say, are you going off a reputation or did you actually watch the tape, buddy? We'll explain coming up here on Chuck and Churn off on 6A The Fan, 937 FM. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma. Blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company, visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out (sighs) or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 